0: Hey everybody, this is Clover Chat, brought to you by the University of Minnesota Extension and the Minnesota 4-H State Ambassadors. This podcast was created to showcase all of the great opportunities and activities 4-H has to offer. Our podcast will include stories and interviews with 4-H members and alumni, information about 4-H opportunities, and we also chat with some 4-H experts. Hello and welcome to episode two of season four of the Clover Chat podcast. We have some very special guests with us today from Alaska. I, Hallie, along with Lacey, will be chatting with these 4-H members about their 4-H experience in Alaska. Hello, Kate, Yaquina, Sylvia. Please introduce yourselves and tell us where in Alaska you are.
1: I'm Sylvia, and I'm from Wasilla, Alaska. I'm Yaquina, and I'm from Palmer, Alaska. I'm Kate, and I'm also from Palmer, Alaska.
2: So how long have you all been a part of 4-H?
1: I've been in 4-H for twelve years now, almost. <laughs> I've been in 4-H for about four years, and I've been in 4-H about five years.
2: Have any of like your family members been a part of 4-H?
1: Um, I have two sisters, and they were they both joined 4-H about the same time that I've joined 4-H. So. And my mom was in horse 4-H, I think. Um, I'm from a family of 10, and we didn't start 4-H for about until like our later years of high school, kind of. So I've had my older sister was in 4-H. She already graduated from that, so now my older brother and then my younger siblings are in 4-H. My mom was in 4-H growing up, and then my little sister is also in 4-H. Very
0: cool. So, what made you guys all want to join 4-H?
1: Um, I kind of didn't have a choice. I was only like six years old, so I was just joined 4-H. So, <laughs> um, I used to bring my animals a lot to the fair before we were in 4-H, and I remember seeing other like 4-Hers around us and thinking that it'd be really cool to get into 4-H. And then my older sister, she wanted to raise a calf for the fair, and we actually to join 4-H through that. After she was in it for about a year, then I joined, and then like a year later, all the rest of my siblings joined, it's like lambs and turkeys. I also joined 4-H because of the fair. I wanted to raise animals for the market auction.
0: Very cool. Um, do you take part in any like leadership roles through Alaska 4-H?
1: I like to work with a lot of younger kids, um, especially encouraging them in showmanship. I really love working with kids in rabbit showmanship, especially. Um, That's one of my favorite ways of being a leader in 4-H. One of the leadership roles I have is in um, my 4-H club, Colony Clovers. Uh, Last year I was the vice president and this year I am the secretary. And I'm the president
2: of our Forge So Kate, earlier you mentioned that you show yaks. Can you are like you? explain us? Explain that to those of us who really have no idea of that.
1: Okay, so yaks are a bovine. They aren't cows, but they're related. Um they're not as popular because they don't have like the same growth rates as cows. They take much longer to grow, but they are much more of a sustainable species. Um, So I'm trying to encourage them in 4-H up here. Um, So I got them introduced into the market auction and I have been developing how to groom a yak for show and fit them um, as well as working on showmanship
0: and things like that, so. Very cool.
2: What other project areas do you feel are unique to Alaska?
1: We have dog mushing. (laughs) That's fun. That's cool.
0: (laughs) Can you explain more about that dog mulling? Dog mushing? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> That's fine. Um, Yeah, so mushing is a big thing up here. We have the Iditarod, other races. Um, so some kids who are already um, mushing dog sleds, they can um, incorporate that into their 4-H experience and they can have that as their project. That's pretty cool.
2: That's really cool.
0: Attention all youths grades 6 to 13. Are you interested in blasting off into leadership? Well, do we have the camps for you? Blue and Teal are leadership camps to help youth engage and learn about all types of leadership and build a better understanding of what it is like to become a leader. If you're interested in attending a Blue or Teal near you, registration is open by December 1st. Hope to see you there.
2: Um, What is your favorite thing to do outside of
0: 4-H?
1: I really enjoy um, backpacking. We have a lot of really cool places to hike. Um, It's just really stunning countryside. Um, It's very beautiful. Uh, And I also like music, so... Um, outside of 4-H, I like to, in the summertime, go hiking, and I also work on a vegetable farm up here, so I really enjoy doing that, and in the winter, I enjoy skiing and, like, skating. And for me, I uh, my probably favorite things are, to do or things that I do is, like, either hang out with friends or do stuff with our church, or um, lately I've been getting kind of into baking, trying to expand my skills there, so
0: very nice um can you tell us like what your favorite 4-h memory is
1: i'd say for me probably this year when my um heifer and steer got a grand champion and reserve champion for market beef at the fair I'd say one of my favorite memories is um, a steer I raised last year. I won Grand Champion showman with him and also Master showman, And also he was a really nice calf, behaved really well. My favorite memory would probably be taking the first ever yak into the auction ring. That was pretty awesome.
0: What do you feel like is the most unrated part of 4H, or a part that not many people know about through 4H? Um,
1: I definitely think it's the record books. I don't think people realize how much work gets put into them, and how much it can help you, like later in life, with record keeping, whether it's like with your family or finances or business. It's all like super, super good things to learn. <laughs> Um, up here, I've noticed a little bit that some of the people that want to join 4-H, they don't know about like the other parts of 4-H. They think it's all about livestock, but some people like they don't know about like the sewing and the baking and all the other other things that are added to it. I think a lot of people don't think about the leadership portion that goes into it. Like Eucrina said, a lot of them think it's all about animals, but they don't think of all the different opportunities there are for youth to grow in their confidence in so many different subjects and their ability to um, share that with so many other people.
2: Earlier you mentioned all the non-livestock exhibits, but which non-livestock exhibits do you all take part in?
1: I don't take part in any non-livestock forage projects at this moment. <laughs> I don't really either. Same. I don't, I do a lot of other activities that could count for um, 4-H non-livestock, but I don't have them as official projects.
0: So if there are any that you would want to take part in, what would they be?
1: I think it'd be probably for me, um, like more sewing and like art. I would love to take like cooking or baking, something like that. That'd be, be cool. I honestly wouldn't want to do anything that's not livestock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so are there any unique non-livestock projects in Alaska?
1: There's a lot of native crafts up here, like a lot of natives. So they're, they could be able to um, like sow native, Artifacts and stuff like that. Cuspics. Cuspics. Mufflux. if um, You could
2: make a beaver
1: hat or lynx hat. There's like part of our sewing program includes
2: that. So here in Minnesota, we offer multiple camps throughout the year. Is there anything in Alaska that you guys do for camps?
1: We have a livestock camp every summer. That's fun. <laughs>
2: Can you explain that a little more?
1: more? Yeah. So um, 4-H is generous enough to bring up a, um, it's often a judge from the lower 48 who has some experience with um, multiple different species that we work with. And it's usually like a three or four day event and they just walk us through like um, daily care, grooming, and fitting for the show ring um, for each of those species, um, so it's an opportunity to learn for us because we're pretty isolated up here and so we don't we, it's harder to get um information through a hands-on demonstration um so it's it's really awesome yeah
2: well that is offered for every species
1: every species no it's it's usually it's more like cows uh pigs sheep and goats um most people don't know about things like yaks, so not every species that we have up here, (laughs) but the big ones. There's also horse camp. A lot of the kids take part in that.
0: Is there anything about Alaska 4-H that you'd like to share?
1: It's a very strong, close-knit community. There's not a huge population up here, so you can know most of the people in 4-H. The competition is very friendly. It's, we, we love to encourage each other. Um, it's just, it's just a very friendly experience. Everybody seems to also be willing to help. So like if someone didn't know something, someone might step in and like teach them and help them out. There's also a big distance between people. Alaska does not have a huge population, but it has a big, there's a lot of distance between um, districts, so um, it is a lot harder to um, get to know people in other districts because, like, we're in the mat River District, um, and people who are in the Fairbanks District, if they want to come to us or we want to go to them, it's like a six-hour drive, so that does
2: make it a little difficult. Here in Minnesota, we actually have county fairs that lead up to a state fair. What do you guys do there?
1: Um, everyone's welcome at the state fair. We don't really have enough people for there to be county fairs. Um so you're just welcome to come.
0: Can you explain on how like your state fair runs and what it's like?
1: Um, so basically we have like two weeks of the fair, the first week is the open week, and that's when like anybody that has signed up can bring their animals, and then the second week is uh, 4-H week, which all all the open showers leave, and then all the 4-Hers come in, and then we have like our shows and everything, and then we have the auction um on Saturday, and that's basically it. It's not a very big fair. It's pretty small. Probably smaller than your county fair.
0: <laughs> um. Are there any non livestock competitions at during the state fair? Uh yeah.
1: There's uh in 4 H or outside of 4 H?
0: Uh during 4
1: H. During 4 H. Yeah, there's like we have a building that kids can enter, like arts and crafts. Um it's not as big as the livestock but it, it it is getting bigger. In that building, they have like, you can turn in like your uh, items, like your crafts and arts and stuff, and they'll judge them for you and give you like ribbons and stuff.
0: Very cool. Thank you so much, Kate, your Queen, Sylvia, for joining us on this episode of Clover Chat. We enjoyed learning about what 4-H is like in Alaska. On our next episode of Clover Chat, we will be talking with Juanita Reed Boniface. Clover Chat is brought to you by the number four, the letter H, and the color green. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. Hope to see you next time. Minnesota 4-H is a youth development program of the University of Minnesota Extension and is for youth in kindergarten through one year past high school. 4-H'ers participate in hands-on learning experiences, STEM, leadership and civic engagement, animal science, creative arts, and so much more. To learn more about 4-H, please visit z.umn.edu slash 4-H.